You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to help you plan that unbelievable travel experience. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. What's up, guys? Kelsey Charles and Maggie Murray here, and you're listening to Girls Talking Boys in partnership with SB Nation. As always, hello. Happy Friday, everybody. It is the bye week, and uh, we decided to have one of our besties on. We have Kat Terrell from ESPN with us to Mothership. just talk what's going on in the NFC, just in general. Yes. There's a lot. If I was like really into editing podcasts, I'd probably put like in sync, like bye, bye, bye song in here. So just like do your best to imagine me doing that because you spoiler alert, I'm not. <laughs> Unfortunately, you just froze while you were talking about that, but I was going to say it should have been actually for a song. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. I'm still keeping it. Let's be all the way. We're keeping it all the way. Um, yes. So Cowboys by week. We do have Catherine Terrell with ESPN hanging out with us tonight, talking all things NFC. And I'm sure we'll have some, you know, side conversations because that's what we do as friends. Um, but I did kind of want to dive in because I, I'm just looking at standings across the divisions and within the NFC, at least. And if you're a Cowboys fan, you're not feeling like terrible right now, right? Like thanks to Cooper Rush, he really got us through a pretty tough time. Dak Prescott had his first game back. Wasn't the best, could have been worse. He really had a nice game this past one. So I think we're all in, a, in agreement that like the bye week came at the perfect time. They feel like they have some good momentum. They're second in the NFC East at six and two. The Eagles though are still sitting at seven and zero. Oh. Um, hate that for us. You got Vikings six and one in the North. Uh, Seahawks five and three in the West. Falcons four and four atop the South. I mean, just based off of those divisional standings, which one of those surprises you guys the most? Because I, I kind of know mine off the top of my head, uh, outside of the fact that I'm surprised that the Eagles are 7-0, and and I hate the fact that they're 7-0. and But are there any of those that just really stand out to you that are just more shocking than others? Um, I mean, I can go. Um, <laughs> I... <laughs> I didn't necessarily think the Bucks were going to come back and just be fantastic. I mean, look, there's always a point where a quarterback's going to get old. It's right. just going to happen. I knew it was going to happen to Tom Brady someday. He's not immortal like everyone thinks. Uh, I'm a little surprised that they're sitting where they are. The NFC South seemed like a wide open division before Tom Brady retired and then I'm retired and then, you know, whatever he did in the spring. <laughs> so the three teams – like that we thought were not going to be great. They're all kind of sitting where we thought they'd be. I mean, I'm shocked that the Panthers are playing as well as they are considering they already fired their coach. Right. Uh, but yeah, the NFC South is, is interesting. 
But, you know, I, I think it kind of goes to show the name of the game is, is quarterback. All season we're talking about, or off season, we're talking about Tom Brady's personal problems. We're talking about Aaron Rodgers' um, issues or, you know, whatever was up with him this off season in spring. And yet, you know, you're looking at the Packers and they're three and five. The Bucks are three and five. And yet the teams that are doing well, maybe surprisingly, have had really good quarterback play. I mean, the Seahawks, uh, you know. Is that surprising to you? Like Geno Smith, I would have never in a million years been like, yes, Geno Smith, a good quarterback play. Like that would have never been a sentence, at least like in the past, like three years, they would have come out of my mouth. Like that to me is, is surprising. That's a total surprise. I mean, last year, I think it was last year. It, sorry, this stuff all blurs together. You know how this goes. The yeah. same, I believe it was last year. 2020 on is all the same season, you guys. Like, it doesn't matter. Oh, my gosh. Okay, <laughs> regardless, the Saints played the Seahawks. Geno Smith was playing. Uh, he was okay. I mean, you kind of expect he's just going to remain average. And all of a sudden, he's had this fantastic season, which I think is kind of a great story. I kind of love that. Um, they, sh- you know, Russell Wilson leaves, uh, Broncos pay him, um, all this money. And, you know, it's at the end of the day, it's Gino Smith. who's having a great season. I root for the underdog. I love it. Uh, it makes things interesting. Yeah. I'm kind yeah, of I almost wonder if it's like, he never, he had been a, like a few places and just never really got a full like shot at it. And there was always just extra stuff going on, like locker room fights and whatnot. And like, I feel like he's kind of getting his redemption tour right now, which is really interesting to watch. Yeah. You mentioned Kat. I mean, I look at like the NFC South and how, you know, I don't know. Like I'm, I really have to say like divisional wise, this is the one that probably surprises me the most. You mentioned the Tom Brady and, and how quarterbacks matter. And obviously the saints are in an interesting position where they have been kind of going back and forth on on who's their leader in, in that regard. Falcons are in an interesting position too. I look at them and I can't help but see like their standings and be like, are they the new NFC East? Because like, is that a horrible comparison? But it kind of feels accurate. Like, am I wrong? Well, it actually more reminds me of um, the year the Seahawks beat the Saints uh, in the playoffs with the beast mode run. Yeah. And, um, you know, the Seahawks were seven and nine. It kind of reminds me of that because it's like a race to the bottom with some of these teams in this division. Like, who's going to make the playoffs and are they going to have a winning record? I like, do you guys even want to be here? Like, basically, one right. of those things. That that Falcons Panthers game. I was I wasn't watching it because I was in the media room that night trying to interview Andy Dalton, and it's on my phone, and it just it's like no one wants to win because if the I believe if the Panthers had won, it would have been a four-way tie technically in the NFC South. <laughs> I mean, isn't that isn't that crazy? That's but so it depressing. Like it, I'd never be so interested in a, a Falcons Panthers game early in the season when one has already fired their coach. And honestly, the Falcons have surprised me a little bit. Uh, they've shown way more fight in life than I thought they would. Yeah, I feel like the Falcons are kind of. This is going to be a horrible comparison, and I'm sorry, Cowboys fans, cover your ears. You might be, you might be triggered. 
they might be the Cowboys of the NFC South. It's like such a roller coaster being a Falcons fan. I feel like it really is like it's there's so many highs and there's these lows and you're like, what are you doing? Like you just want to like shake them at times, right? Like, I don't know. They just are a confusing team all around. And, and yeah, I mean, the I look at like the Bucks with Tom Brady. I mean, I can't help but think, I think this is, you know, it's, it's been said a million times, but I think the off the field stuff, like obviously has to be impacting him to some degree because I would never expect this kind of performance out of him. And I can't help but think like he's in a weird headspace where he came back and genuinely put his family on the line and lost them. And now he's like, like the thing that I sacrificed for, is it even coming through? Like it just, I don't want to like speak out of turn because I obviously don't know the full story, but like what a depressing existence. Like that's an awful place to be. I prefer to think of it like, yes, all of that is true. But I prefer the theory that Giselle is a witch and that she's hexing him. And then it makes me feel a little bit better about the situation. <laughs> Megan's saying this because we just watched a witch movie the other night. Which one was that again? Practical Magic. Yeah. Oh, good one. I, yeah. I was going to say, I hope it wasn't Hocus Pocus too, because that was a terrible movie. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't seen that yet. Okay, so I think we're, we're kind of all in agreement. So like the NFC South seems to be one of the ones that could be up for grabs, if you will. But, you know, looking around at, I could even say NFC West, maybe they're in an interesting place. But sure. what if we flip the script a little bit and talk about which division you think is pretty much locked down? I mean, I could go to NFC North with the Vikings and how they've been playing, which has been also fun to watch. I, you know... I don't think you can go as far as to say the NFC East is in a position where people are feeling like the Eagles are a hundred percent running away with the division. I think there is a contingency that de definitely thinks that, but like the, the Cowboys and the giants are not far behind them. So like, I just don't feel like you can go ahead and be that definitive in that regard. Well, the Cowboys have been really impressive to me this year. I mean, I'm not going to lie uh, when they lost Dak for a little bit, I really thought they were going to start piling up losses. And the fact yeah. that they didn't, that really tells a lot about that team. So no, I wouldn't look at that division and say, oh, that's definitely locked up by the Eagles, who obviously are a very good team and probably they're playing with you're playing the Texans. So I mean, they're probably going to be undefeated for a little bit. Um, the moment they're tied, you never know. You never know. You don't. But <laughs> really, the only division I'm looking at and I'm saying, oh, that was done a long time ago. Uh, is the AFC East with the Bills. The Jets have been a surprising team, and I thought the Dolphins would be a little better, and they can still make a run. Uh, they've had a lot of issues, um, I guess, off the field. I don't know if that's the right way to put it this year, but, I mean, the Bills are running away with that. They're just they're just so good. Which is so fun, though, too, because Bills fans have suffered for so many years. Right. Like, it, it really is. Like, I don't even – I'm not even mad. Like, I'm really not even mad. Like, I think it's awesome. Like, those are just – some of those like diehard fans, like they remind me of, uh, excuse me, of Chiefs fans kind of where they just have this, like this fiery passion where like, no matter what, like growing up in Kansas city, having like Trent green and you were just like fully, like you were like priest Holmes is the answer. Like we're going to return it for a touchdown every time. Like that's what like they fans like banked on for years. Obviously it didn't work out, but then, you know, Bill's fans had it even worse. Like it was just like this, misery of an existence and like now they have josh allen i mean they just are like, like soaring and it's so fun to watch like i i i wouldn't go as far as to call them my afc team but like you can't help but love like the cinderella story a little bit 
Yeah, for sure. I, I like watching them, but I mean, I also like watching the Bengals and they've kind of disappointed a little bit this year. Um, I know they've had injuries the last few weeks, but I kind of thought that they would maybe take some momentum, you know, from going to the Super Bowl and, and run with it. And they haven't really done that. Um, yeah. The other side, you know, the Ravens have, have been a fun team to watch. I just don't think the AFC North has a team that's kind of locked down that division either, especially not considering how close everyone is. But I mean, the Ravens definitely right now seem to be a step above everyone else. We'll see if that lasts. So you, you never know. That's a weird division sometimes. Well, speaking of the Ravens, we obviously, the Cowboys played the Bears um, this past week. And there's a lot of talk about how Justin Fields took a page out of Lamar Jackson's playbook and was being a little bit more of a mobile quarterback. And obviously that's been doing well for their offense and they've needed any spark they can get. Is it, would it be fair if we were to switch gears and talk about like the NFC in terms of divisions that are the most locked up? Do you feel like, that the Vikings and the NFC North are probably the most definitive leaders in terms of the NFC divisions. I mean, it kind of feels like if you're just looking based on paper alone, or is that still like, like it can kind of all be up for grabs and it's the NFL and things can go either way and we can get a little wild here. I don't know. The Packers are always feisty, even though like they're not doing great right now. And I'm not sure like who they're passing the ball to really at any point in time. But (laughs) other than that, like, I just, it's really hard for me to count out my boogeyman, Aaron Rodgers, wants (laughs) me in my sleep. Um, So therefore I always think that he's going to make it some way to the top, maybe in a wild card game and ruin my life. I don't know. Wait, we're talking about witches. Do you think Aaron Rodgers is just like sitting in his house right now? Like, (laughs) Aaron Rodgers 1000% has voodoo dolls out the ass. Like there's no way, there's no way he does it. Like what's it? Shaylee, if he didn't have them before Shaylee taught him, she hundred percent did. Like she was like, here's one for your front office. Here's one for your head coach. Like here's one for the Cowboys. He has one for like Dak, all of the Cowboys fans and Jerry Jones. And then also <laughs> Megan, <laughs> like I don't 100% receivers. Like why have they just decided? Like, it's like that meme where he's like, can you give me a receiver? Well, <laughs> and it's like, like, no, I don't think I will. When the trade deadline was approaching, I was, you know, on my end, I was like, the Cowboys surely will get a wide receiver. But especially like if you're a Packers fan, how are you not just like screaming into the abyss about that right now? Like, And they're all like individual owners. If I was a Packers fan and I was a season ticket holder, <laughs> I would be like, I would be wreaking havoc right now. Like I'd be like, I'm an owner, like figure <laughs> this out. Love this franchise. No, but truly it is kind of crazy. Like Kat, you talked a lot about quarterback play and I, I can't help but look at, I mean, Aaron Rodgers, like, I know you hate him, Meg, but like, you kind of have to respect a little bit of what he's been able to do by making lemonade out of lemons. I'll I'll be not a ton, but like when the man is, what does he have to work with besides like nothing, you know? I mean, it's kind of alarming. Like, I don't know if they're like punking him because they, the front office is mad at him for, you know, his, his behaviors and they didn't agree with them. Surely not. I mean, I can't imagine you like intentionally tanking a franchise, but then I look at it on paper and again, I'm like, there's an obvious need. Like, what are you doing? And why are you not doing anything about it? Like anything, literally anything. I don't understand. Why sign to that big contract that ties you to him like forever if you're not going to help him out? I, I don't really get that. I mean, as much as I don't 
as people don't care about who's on your fantasy team. I do remember <laughs> when I drafted Aaron Rodgers on one fantasy team, I literally said, well, I was like, LOL, uh, I guess I'll just take a chance because he's literally throwing to no one. And that has changed. Like, that was just like, he got that contract and then they were like, we don't need Devontae Adams. Yeah. What? Yeah. I, I, it's what he does that. It's, it's one of those things where like, I, I feel like as people that, you know, cover and follow the teams, I've always learned to follow the paper trail. And again, like the fact that they haven't done anything is alarming to put it in Cowboys terms. I kind of feel like, again, like this team has a very obvious need for wide receiver and they haven't done anything about it. And you're like, you want to just like, you, you just want to like shake them and, and ask why. And I guess I say that, but then I backtrack like six months and I look at the lack of moves in the off season and free agency by this Cowboys team and this Cowboys front office. And I literally, Normally I can never remember my takes, but I remember this one because I have been a Debbie Downer since day one. And it's very uncharacteristic of me, but I was just like, how can you expect to get better when you quite literally downgraded at like half of your positions? Like it doesn't make any sense. And then now they're like this sweetheart team that has been able to just be scrappy and fight their way and continue to be, you know, at least like the top half of their division. I mean, that's pretty impressive. So it's, it's moments like this where like on paper, you know, like what a team should do, or you think, you know what a team should do. And they turn around and just completely do the exact opposite and prove you wrong. And I'm like, okay, cool. Like I'll eat crow. This is what it tastes like. But like, I would have never predicted it. It would have come out this way. I'm shook to my core that they did not shore up that deal with Brandon cooks. Dude, I know my core. I know it's because of the, like, they weren't able to get them to, like, take any money off the table for them um, on on the Cowboys end, but it's just, it's such a glaring, obvious need. Like, CD still has a ways to go to be a true wide receiver one, in my opinion, and then Gallup is still, you know, he's still a little stunted. And every time he gets a little breakout play, I get super excited. Like, I want that for him. He's just not fully there yet after that injury and coming back late in the season, or not late, later in the season than we would have anticipated. But yeah, um, yeah, I, I can't believe they didn't do anything about that. I mean, the Packers one is more like shook worthy, but you know, as someone who wants them to lose, I'm fine with that. Right. Um, <laughs> you know, you're like, I have, a, I have a vested interest in their failure. <laughs> yeah, it like gives me joy. I turned into their games just to watch them like lose. And I laughed to myself and I feel warm and fuzzy inside. <laughs> okay. So Katie, I have to ask because Cowboys fans don't have anything to watch this week. So can you just give us like, what is going on in saints land? I mean, you, you literally texted me tonight. You were like, okay, I'm hopping on. I'm going to be late because I was at the facility really, really late. And I, I, I absolutely need a glass of wine. And what do you know? I, there's like a couple storylines that seem to rotate around this saints team. And uh, now that the former head coach is gone, like that one's removed from the table. Like Sean Payton, is it going to be a talking point at least for like a hot minute? Uh, Michael Thomas. I mean, what, what, what gives I, I could go onto your Twitter timeline, which everyone should. She's a great follow. Uh, Catherine Terrell on, uh, on, uh, Twitter, but it's 
kind of alarming that we are back in the same place of him not being able to be on the field yet again. Um, well, I ate Cheez-Its for lunch because <laughs> I forgot to eat lunch. Uh, <laughs> it's a poor life, baby. Yeah, that's how it goes in Saints land. It's always <gasps> something. Um, literally one year ago to this day, Michael Thomas announced he would not come back for the 2021 season. So it's Groundhog Day again. I should have realized what date it was. Um, <laughs> And, you know, Dennis Allen starts his press conference and says he's not going to come back. I asked him two weeks ago why he didn't put Michael Thomas on IR. And he said the timetable to return was close to four weeks and they didn't want to risk it. And then on Friday, he said like a very quick, uh, determined yes. When I said, is our Jarvis Landry and Michael Thomas going to play this season? Well, obviously... I mean, that didn't happen. I, I don't know. Maybe he was optimistic. Maybe he really thought that was going to happen. But, you know, here we are again. Michael Thomas has a dislocated toe and it's going to require surgery. And How does it even happen? I, I have to know. I don't, I don't really know. I mean, we haven't talked to him since probably week one. He left the week three game against the Panthers early and we thought it was turf toe. And maybe that is a form of turf toe. I mean, yeah. I've heard, I know fans always, fans love to make fun of players with toe injuries. But I, Mark Ingram had this injury or had a toe injury years ago, turf toe. And he said he wouldn't wish it on his worst enemy. He said it's incredibly painful. I think people don't realize how difficult that can be. So now, you know, the Saints are at a crossroads with this incredibly talented player who has not, he's missed 31 games in three seasons. Wow. Yeah, it's kind of, it's crazy because I've covered Michael Thomas since 2019. Vacations can be tricky. You already know how to book flights and hotels, but now the only thing you're missing is, you know, the actual travel experience. Because is it really a vacation if you're just sitting around like you would at home? You need a tool to get the most out of your time away. That's where Viator steps in. You can book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Hey, this is Scott Galloway, author, professor, entrepreneur, and most importantly, host of the Prop G podcast. We got a special series running on right now called The Future of Work, where I answer all your questions on, surprise, The Future of Work. Questions including, what are we missing when we work remotely? Or how do we handle work-life balance when a major opportunity comes knocking? From the provocative to the technical, we're offering insights you won't want to miss. So tune in to The Future of Work, a Pod special sponsored by Canva. You can find it on the Pod wherever you get your podcasts. Is he like the Derrick Rose of the NFL? Where it's like, he's so highly thought of in terms of talent and what he can bring to the table. And he just like, 
can't stay on the field. Like Derek was a bit more of like injury prone. I mean, it's obviously it sounds like Mike is too, but still like, it's like you, you, you just know he has this incredible potential, but like he's never able to hit it because he's just like not consistent. Like he's not there. I think it's more complicated than that. You know, he was not an injury prone guy until literally um, week one of the 2020 season opener. He is in the game late. I think they were playing the Bucks. The Saints were up. He makes a catch or something, and Latavius Murray rolls up on his ankle and injures his ankle. And so Thomas goes out for a few weeks, then comes back in, then goes out, and that's going on all season. They put him on IR. He comes back. And that kind of escalated into the fight with the team over the timeline of his surgery, um, him punching a teammate who also got traded earlier this season, CJ Gardner-Johnson, who's now like having a great season with the Eagles. Uh, (laughs) He comes back. Everyone's excited. Um, He finally looks like his old self. He has three touchdowns in two games and then he enters his toe and it's, it's like, we're right back where we were. So I don't know. I think, Honestly, that's getting older. Uh, he's about to be 30. Whoa! So, Hold on. I know how that goes. Our 30s are like. So <laughs> we feel you, Mike. Yeah. <laughs> it happens quick. All the gray hairs start poking. I can't even like pluck out enough of my gray hairs anymore. It's so depressing. Like, oh, I'm- don't even get me started. You know how long I've been afflicted with gray hair. <laughs> I'm so wise. I started getting it when I was like 22. Yeah. So. That's it. That's horrifying. I'm that's horrifying. It, it's blonde hair, so I you, I can't tell. I'm you do I'm a lot. Okay. Yeah, yeah. No, like for me, I have I talked to my hairdresser. I was like, "What point do I need to start coloring my roots?" She's like, "Don't do it. Once you start, you can't go back." And I'm like, "Oh God!" So I just add blonde highlights. So hopefully, no one can tell. Anyways, Michael Thomas, thirty years old. <laughs> well, I don't think Michael Thomas dyes his hair, but I do think he um, is now an almost thirty injury prone, injury prone wide receiver who makes a ton of money. Which means for the next four months, how long is it till March? Five oh, months? I know this one. I should. It's my birthday. Hold on. Uh, it's five months. Okay. Well, five months. We will be talking about whether Michael Thomas will be on the Saints next year. I'm really excited about it. I can't wait to write this. Right now, honestly, we could see my tweets today. I was writing salary cap numbers. Um, so yeah, you know, honestly, if that's the end, it'll be very uh, unfortunate because his 2019 season was great, but it's just a lot of drama, a lot of money, a lot of time off the field. Um, Saints still gonna have to figure that out. It's why uh, we so, love the NFL, though. It's really is like the greatest reality TV show of all time. It is, and this team always has something going on. Yeah, started in January when Sean Payton stepped down, and it will in a few months when uh, we all get to write about whether Sean Payton ends up with the Cowboys. <laughs> Literally, I can say that because I'm not on an official Cowboys podcast, but like. Man, I like you. There's always like one storyline per team that just gets like beat into the ground each offseason. And like, you know, that one's coming. Like, you know, that one's already coming. started. Yeah. Meg's like riding the train. Brought up every single week. If Mike McCarthy makes one mistake, they're like, Sean Payton wouldn't do that. <laughs> so funny considering their record. Like, it's so funny. It just doesn't matter. It's, it's, 
you know, they could be undefeated and he could do, like you said, he could do something stupid and everyone would say, well, when Sean They'll be like, he just had really good uh, support around him. That's why. He's winning with Jason Garrett's players. Well, I want to know, actually, though, since I can't ask these questions since we're not on an official Cowboys podcast, you did a lot of work around Sean Payton, um, obviously covering this team for a hot minute. I mean, in my experience with coaches, it's one of those things where I say this jokingly, but I don't like, it's like, once they're done coaching, it's like you, 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 they don't stop coaching. Cause you're like, you, you can die, you know, cause this, this is like all they know. This is the life they know. That is what they live and breathe. Like genuinely you see even like these older coaches and they go into like a capacity of like a, a consultant. Right. Because again, like this is their lifeline. And a guy like Sean Payton, who has just been so freaking good and who just, he's just seemingly obsessed with the game in like the best way, like he's in love with it. I can't imagine that he stays out of coaching for long. Like I can't, I just can't see a world where that's a long-term thing for him. Like, am I crazy in thinking that? Well, I mean, he's already made a lot of comments about it this year. Like apparently he talked texted Mickey Loomis and said something like, if you don't want to pay Taysom Hill $10 million next year, like I'll take him off your hands and things like that. I actually could see Sean going the other way and, you know, loving the TV gig and being hanging out in California and all of that. But I don't really see a world in which he doesn't try to come back at least once. He's like Urban Meyer a little bit. Why don't Bill Cowher never came back and they asked, they talked about him coming back for years. I mean, it took, it felt like it took a decade before they stopped bringing him up and I'm probably exaggerating the years, but he was linked to so many places for so many years. Um, and Sean Payton will be the same way. I mean, it's going to be an interesting off season, especially because the saints don't have a first round pick. So mm-hmm. the whole narrative is going to be, can they get a first round pick from Sean Payton for Sean Payton? Um, yeah, it'll be interesting. I think the Saints think he'll, he'll coach somewhere next year. And I think the Saints respect him enough that they want to do right by him within reason. But right. if it was the Cowboys, uh, the Saints would be asking for them to pony up. For <laughs> and Jerry's like, like opens his checkbook, like licks his hand real quick. And he's like, all right, how much? No problem. Yeah, give away the draft <laughs> That's the thing. Well, they give away the draft picks. I don't know. I don't not know, though. That's the thing. Like, I don't know. I just feel like I I could see we're getting to the point with this Cowboys team where I remember when it was like Tony Romo, um, you know, DeMarco Murray, Des Bryant, Jason Witten. Right. And you've got like your your key guys who have been veterans for a minute at this point. Right. And you're like, okay, the time to win is now, like now we can start to throw our cards on the table. Like we haven't been able to get done thus far. Like this is the time to just like really throw everything at it. And I'm not saying that the Cowboys have all of those weapons, but if you want to look at the trajectory of like paying your franchise quarterback and where he is in his career, and now he's gone through a couple of injuries and you're like, okay, like you're not this like spring chicken anymore. And if we're going to try and do something like we're getting to the point where the couple of these guys like Ezekiel Elliott, like a, a Dak Prescott, where we probably should get serious about considering 
really equipping them with the resources to make something happen. Like your defense is on fire. You're not sure how much longer Zeke's going to be with the team. You know, he could take a smaller, a more family friendly deal, if you will, but it just feels like you're going to have to start considering some turnover at that position. And I don't know, like, (laughs) and, and also like Jerry's not getting any younger. Like I could see a world where he's like, listen, I'm letting you guys do your jobs, but at this point, like I want this so bad, or I just need y'all to make it happen within X time frame. So like, let's just make a crazy run for it. Like, I'm not saying that's a thousand percent out of the picture in my personal opinion. I just, I wish she would. I wish she got frisky one day and was like, you know what? I've decided to sell my soul to the devil again. And um, let's, again. let's ride. <laughs> like, I wish she would get frisky like that. The way that we talked about this kind of when we were referencing uh, like the Rams games and stuff like that, just the fact that they're so aggressive or they got really aggressive. And if you look over at Howie right in your backyard doing the same thing, you know, really making a push for it, it embarrasses me that he won't just freaking sign a player that we know who the person is before they show up. Right. Odell Beckham, bring him here. That's <laughs> what I said last week. Give me OBJ. <laughs> You ever gonna sign with the team? Like, why is he just hanging out? I mean, he's got to be on selfie, right? Wait for know. the producer to ask him back. Yeah, he just he did that like little tour where he was going around to different teams, and like I, I was like, "Are you like a, having fun?" It was like a college visit kind of vibe where he was like a recruiting trip. It was kind of funny. I don't know. He just had a kid. Like, I feel like he's at the point in his career where he's like, ah. But I also feel like Des did that, and maybe like under or overestimated his demand you know, based off of where he, he used to be performance wise as compared to where he is now. So I don't know if Odell's in that situation as well. And maybe his agent's just not saying anything for obvious reasons. I don't he know. It like any time, right. Or am I making that up? No, he can. He's a free agent. Yeah. So like, I feel like he's just like, okay, who's the odds on favorite to win the Super Bowl, And can I get on that team? And I want another ring. And I he don't waits, really want to work that hard. <laughs> he waits till like week 14. Like, looks like it's going to be these guys. <laughs> That'd be amazing. <laughs> what cat? Sorry, I didn't hear you. Thanks, need receivers. He's probably not going there. I mean, it could be fun though. Listen, OBJ... You could be back closer to LSU. Like that could be a vibe. He could spend money on uh, the band to play neck every weekend. I would live for that. I'm going to be totally off with you. I would live for that. That'd be so much fun. Like the power line suit while doing so. Yeah. Wearing that night. (laughs) Yes. Chinese kids know. Yes. This is a dream. Chinese kids. You guys mentioned Howie Roseman. I actually want to talk about that for a quick second because just again, like taking like a 30,000 foot view of the, of the league right now. And we'll just talk NFC. There's a lot of talk last year about how the Rams might've had like quote the recipe or blueprint for success where they just stacked their roster with like stupid free agents. Right. And everyone's like, well, apparently you just have to write a blank check. And like, that's all you have to do. Right. Like that's the the recipe for success in the NFL. You know, I'm personally, I may or may not have subscribed to that for a hot minute because I was like, why not? But now you see Howie Roseman over with the Eagles and you're like, oh, hell, like, is this actually the better way of doing it? Like where 
you know, we were making fun of him a couple of years ago and like having to get rid of your quarterback. And then, you know, you, you stack your draft picks and, and he trades up and gets, you know, the, the Heisman winner. And he, he slowly starts to build a team around a quarterback that everyone thought was actually going to be a running back. And now they're good. Now they're really good. Like, are we thinking that the Eagles might've actually had the blueprint in process or because the Rams now are like actually struggling. I mean, they're not having the best time. Like it's not as easy as we thought it was going to be for them. Do, are we, are we giving Howie more credit than we are the guys out in LA? Um, I mean, I think there's a million ways to, to do that. I mean, it, the Rams won a Super Bowl, so they had success. I mean, to me, that's successful. Yeah, they couldn't sustain it long term. It depends on how messed up their cap situation is and, you know, how fast they can fix that. And honestly, I'm looking at over the cap right now, and their cap situation is not nearly as messed up as the Saints is, which I'm actually, I don't really know how that is possible. Um, I don't, it just depends. Like, okay, if you give your fans a Super Bowl, they're happy with one Super Bowl, or are you building for long-term success? Now, sometimes you win a Super Bowl and that's going to buy you and your staff a ton of years of goodwill. But I, I don't know. I just think it, it's all about what your goals are. Most GMs would probably prefer the long-term success because in the NFL, you get, what, three years before people get super restless and call for you to be fired right. sometimes less. like yeah. in new orleans it was three games in new orleans and in dallas like you get like two games and you're like oh the end <laughs> you're not amazing every single time you're not perfect Can't I'm say if the saints had the cowboys record right now people would not be asking if sean payton was coming back how many times a day do you get that dm or how many times a day do you get that tweet get the Sean Payton one that much surprisingly um but I do get the uh, when are we getting a new coach like all the time all the time that's been going on since uh week three probably I think it's week three because they almost beat the Bucks in week two that was when the Mike Evans and Marshawn Lattimore had that fight um and then after that is it was kind of it's been kind of rough going yeah okay so um, other question for y'all, most importantly, the fact that we personally are at like a breaking point or a stopping point, a breathing point, if you will, here in Cowboys land, if you had to like look back on the season again, I feel, I feel like it's, it is the greatest reality TV show of all time. This season has felt especially interesting for several reasons. If you're picking like a storyline, a team or a quarterback, anything like league wide that you feel like has been the most surprising thing or interesting thing that you've heard, what would it be? I'm really fascinated to watch the, uh, the Kyler Murray show and how that's playing out right now. Um, after the contract discussions all season and, uh, that was so wild. (laughs) The film, the film clause to me, nuts. Oh, then they try to deny it. And just like you put it in there. You're like, it's literally a contract. Like, how can you deny the fact that this is in the, it's, it's in a contract. It's legal. Like, how can you even say it's not there? It's obviously officially there. Didn't they like release like a new call of duty or something too? And everyone's like, how many, how long is he playing? Like, did (laughs) anyone put a timer on there? Wasn't that what Patrick Peterson was making fun of with his touchdown celebration? Was it? 
I yeah, I think he pretended to play video games and someone asked him about Call of Duty and then he acted like he didn't really know what that was, which I don't believe. Okay, like Pat Pete is like one year older than me. Is he really? Well, I covered him in college. Oh, time is so distorted. <laughs> like I when I hear Patrick Peterson, I'm like old. Hate that for us. Yeah. Um, Cap, okay, what about you? Yeah, we're all downhill from here. It's yeah. fine. <laughs> I don't know. There's so many. I mean, I feel like every team has its own weird stuff going on this year. Like the Rams, I thought they would be a little better than they are for like at least a year or two. Um, and maybe the fascination with Tom Brady's personal life. Mm-hmm. That is the other day when he announced his divorce. I swear nine or 10 national writers all tweeted it out. And I'm, I get it. They're both celebrities, but also in the terms of the sports world, it is really obsessive. Like we, we talk about this man's personal life every single day. Um, and so that has been fascinating. I mean, I, I actually did feel bad for him the other night. Um, in that loss, I guess it was last Thursday. Mm-hmm. I just looked miserable. So I don't know. Maybe people just like love to knock people down. You know what I mean? People that have been successful, like anytime a team is successful, you want it, that team to lose because you want the underdog to win after a while, like Alabama uh, or just any team that's had that level. <laughs> of success. But um, I'm not just saying that as an LSU fan. I'm just <laughs> but let me know uh, a little bit. Yeah. I think the world agrees. <laughs> that, that's, been, that's been interesting. Um, yeah, I would totally agree with that. Like it has been, I guess. Again, like you said, they're both celebrities. So I feel like that's probably why that it's been so high profile. But like he just has always felt superhuman, you know? And to watch him struggle like that, I think people have this like sick fascination with, you know, watching a demise. It's almost like you can't look away, but you don't want to watch, but you do at the same time. Then there's also people that are, that want to watch it because they love to hate him because he's been so successful. I mean, it is pretty wild to see it all go I down. Mean- kind of say that and this is you know off topic because it's the AFC but like you can kind of say that about Russell Wilson too yeah oh for sure and I I was dying over the like all the like tweets about him doing high knees on the plane and stuff like that I was like (laughs) first of all my anxiety (laughs) would not do well if you're like jumping on a plane and we're going over an ocean No. no sir sit your ass down we're not doing that same guy though when he injured his hand i'm pretty sure it's russell wilson right people yeah. kept saying how he was doing his exercises 12 yeah. hours a day. i was just, okay come on do <laughs> this and why did you just regurgitate it without thinking do you really think he's just sitting there and doing that 12 hours a day so when i saw the highways thing i was just like oh here we go again <laughs> I, mean, I would be like sit down no. He's like a kooky version of Tom Brady. I'm not comparing their skill sets necessarily, but just like they're the headlines they make. They're both, you know, they were both married to like very successful women. Um, and they get a lot of like headlines that revolve around non-football related things that go on in their lives. And then, but Russell Wilson's just, they're both weird because Tom Brady doesn't like strawberries. Um, and that's just like serial killer energy. That I just <laughs> like he eats avocado ice cream. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, I'm sure to your diet, please, for all of us. 
like, junk for The rest of us will drink our wine and, you know, eat our. No, he's lying. Yeah. He's definitely doing like some stem cell crazy treatment that he's just not telling us about that only like super rich people can do. Like, let's be honest here. There's no way. I actually have another good, interesting storyline that I just thought of um, that's about to happen pretty soon when Deshaun Watson comes back. Mm. I, I forgot about that. How? Right. Yeah, it's kind of out of sight, out of mind. But yeah. they've already said he's going to start um, next month against Houston. Wow. So, which almost seems insulting to um, the quarterback they already have. Like, sorry, you know, yeah. it's fine. But I mean, I guess when you pay a man two hundred thirty million guaranteed. You pretty much have to play. It's Jacoby Brissett, right? Yeah. Yeah. Not, I mean, you don't ride the hot hand in that instance. You uh, you uh, have to ride the expensive hand. Yeah, the paper train. The dogs almost. We had we almost had an issue. Oh no, I do agree though. That's an interesting one. It's kind of funny again because like we've forgotten that's a thing because it was it seems so long ago at this point. But yeah, that'll be that'll be one to watch. Another one like kind of let's keeping in in the controversy to me is Dan Snyder reaching out to bank of America to potentially sell a portion or a majority stake in the Washington commanders. I mean, I feel like that's been something that people have been calling on for a couple of years now in light of everything that franchise has gone through. It's similar. What was it? Was it the Panthers? Yeah, it was the Panthers that went through that a couple of years ago. And and I, I was surprised that it didn't happen sooner. I'm not necessarily surprised that it's happening more so that it didn't happen sooner. Here's my, actually, I don't even want to call it a conspiracy theory. I think it's like, this is really what happened. I think the Swifties got really upset because Dan Snyder won't build a stadium big enough for her to come tour at. Um, so they were like, you have to sell the team. And he was like, you know what? The power of the Swifties combined, um, I have to sell the team. I don't think you so, will. I, yeah. think, I think that's it. But why won't she come to New Orleans? Can we talk about that? I have to go to Cincinnati to see her this summer. No, you're coming to Dallas. We're we're really gonna go to Dallas or Nashville to see her. Hello, Kat. That's what we're doing. Or both. Let's do it. Let's do you know it. that's a good question. I'll have to take it up with a uh, with your owner. <laughs> um, I'm old enough to have seen Taylor Swift open for George Strait's opener in 2007. What? Do we? Oh yeah. And we I was Swiftie <laughs> over here. We have to thought she was weird and but we're back uh, we really have to stop aging ourselves on this podcast i know stressing uh, me out her ep was my myspace song <laughs> which one uh, her entire ep played on my myspace oh we were not to completely derail this conversation but but to derail it i already tried that uh, but did y'all have a zanga that was the real world. I had a live journal and I've explained what live journal is to like five people today. <laughs> Somehow that devolved into talking about MySpace. And I said, my MySpace song was not such great heights by the postal service. It was angstier than that. It was um, sleeping in by the postal service. Oh, <laughs> I, I'm not going to lie to you guys and tell you, I definitely broke out some, um, uh, uh, story of the year last night. Um, and also like Anne Berlin, like I pulled out the, the high school hero playlist made a brief appearance last night for sure. It's a, it was a good one. It was a good moment. I might have to actually. Yeah. You have to rewatch. make that public so I can get on there. I do. I will. It's a good one. We made it during COVID and it was good. We, it's got some bangers on it. <laughs> 
I mean, I've just been listening to Taylor Swift's new album. Um, As you should. It's, it's okay. Yeah, there's, there's I don't hear you. I love it so much, but here, here's what I've done. Um, Noah Khan is a fantastic artist and he also came out with one. Someone made a, uh, with an album, someone made a playlist on Spotify that's called um, Stick Nights. So it's Stick Season, uh, Noah Khan's album and Midnight's Taylor Swift's album. And I just play that all day long and never get bored. It's fantastic. Mm. It gives me everything I need. I'm going to look into that. Yeah. Highly recommend it. <laughs> all right. Well, um, I do appreciate you guys for participating in this grab all grab bag of an NFC conversation. It felt appropriate in light of the fact that, you know, again, the Cowboys are in a bye week and who better than to bring in than our dear friend, Catherine Terrell to discuss KT, what kind of stuff do you guys have coming up and you personally, what are you writing about? What do we make sure we know? Where can people follow you? Give us all the details, please. And thank you. Well, the Saints have a Monday night game against the Ravens, and um, we can't all write positive stuff all the time. So I am dissecting Andy Dalton's primetime record as a starter. Which is great because you covered him with the Bengals, too. So this is like a full circle moment for you, which I love. And I kind of gave you all the heads up when he was with the Cowboys that yep. had has had some primetime problems. Yep. 19 right now. But, you know, maybe this Monday is the day they turn it around. So. I'll be writing about that for ESPN.com. And then you can follow me on my Twitter at cat underscore Terrell. Um, I tweet a lot about football, but, you know, I also tweet a lot about horse racing, spilling, spilling coffee, 90s music, horse racing. She's a good, she's a really good follow for horse racing. Like you are a dark horse, horse racing expert, which I was fully unaware of when I became friends with you, which is great. Like I always call you, I text her like every derby weekend. I'm like, hi. I'm back. I need some <laughs> assistance. Color <laughs> coded chart that you made. Yeah, exactly. Awesome. All right, guys. Well, make sure you're subscribed to the Blog and Boys channel wherever you get your podcasts, whether it's Spotify, Apple, iTunes, or Stitcher. Come hang out with Megan and I on social media too. I'm on Twitter at Kelsey underscore Charles. I'm also on Instagram at Hey Kelsey Charles. And Megan is at Meg Murray with four R's on Instagram and Twitter. Um, Kat, I know you know this by now, but it's a thing. We have to end our shows with the most important words that all of our friends, all of the fans need to make sure they remember this day and throughout the rest of the week. And Megan, that is Dallas forever, Philly for never. Birds aren't real. Bye guys. <laughs> Support for this show comes from Fundrise. 
Buy low, sell high. It's easy to say, hard to do. For example, high interest rates are crushing the real estate market right now. Demand is dropping and prices are falling, even for many of the best assets. It's no wonder the Fundrise flagship fund plans to go on a buying spree, expanding its billion-dollar real estate portfolio over the next few months. You can add the Fundrise flagship fund to your portfolio in just minutes and with as little as $10 by visiting fundrise.com fox. Carefully consider the investment objectives, risks, charges, and expenses of the Fundrise flagship fund before investing. This and other information can be found in the fund's prospectus at fundrise.com flagship. This is a paid advertisement.